This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. You aren't ready to hear what I'm about to say. I feel like a lot of you are just in an emotional place that uh, doesn't allow you to listen. And so I want to talk about the crash, housing crash. I want to talk about the bubble. I want to talk about some definitions. I want to talk about some stats with you. And most importantly, I want you to pay attention and listen. Sometimes when you listen, you come in with preconceived ideas and some definitions of what you think reality is. And I want you to throw those out the window. If you have questions, please put them into the comments. I love reading the questions. In fact, I love when people challenge me. It helps me see things in a different way. So with that said, I've got two articles that I want to share with you. One just came out by The Atlantic. The other one is by my friends at Investopedia. They've become my best friends in the last few months. The definitions they have and the insight they have because, I mean, it's it's really good. It's just absolutely great. So let's dig right into it. I'm going to show you the article and then I'm going to show you the one I highlighted just so you understand what I'm looking at. I'm going to put these into the YouTube channel. If you're watching me somewhere else, Go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, go to the description, and you'll see all the articles that I share here. This is the article we're going to go over, and one of them. And I want, and I've highlighted it, so let's just get it open right now. It's called The the U.S. Housing Market Has Peaked. I mean, I already like that title. But no, check out the subheading. But no, we're not headed for anything even close to 2008. Now, a lot of you are going to tune out there and are going to say, well, no, it's exactly. Just do me a favor, shut up and listen so we can get through this together. If you do have questions, though, I'm happy to answer them. Here we go. Let's just go right into it, into the highlighted sections. But the vibe is shifting, saying, hey, look, the real estate market's shifting a little bit. I count at least three signs that we're going to go over them that the national housing market is about to experience a significant slowdown. First, as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, yes, we've seen that. They're at about 5.5%. They're going to say, hey, look, if you want to get real, and I didn't highlight this part, over the last 40 years, the interest rates being at 5.5% is actually amazing. So just take note of that. It's pretty cheap still. Second, the number of homes for sale, aka housing inventory, that's what we call it as real estate agents, is finally perking up after plunging to all-time lows during the pandemic, which, by the way, we saw as well. All right, here we go. Inventory doesn't sound as sexy as home prices. That's true. It doesn't. But this might be the single most important statistic to watch. Hmm, interesting. I wonder why, right? My view has been that the market shift, and this is Bill McBride. I'll explain to you who he is. My view has been that the market shift will show up first in inventory because as inventory increases, house prices growth will slow. I mean, that that totally makes sense, right? Let's not overcomplicate this. 
This is what Bill McBride says, and if you know who he is, great. If you don't, here's who he is. In 2006, McBride famously called America's housing bubble when he saw inventory skyrocketing to absurd highs. Now he became world famous and everybody loves him and goes to him for economic data, specifically when it comes to housing. So there you go. Now, in the 1970s, and, and those of you who wonder, hey, why is the Fed raising the rates to combat inflation? Well, you can blame Paul Volcker. He's the guy that came up with the idea in the early 80s. And I just highlighted that just for you. Finally, the number three one, we can already see these technical statistics, rates, percents, inventory play out in a real world. So Google searches for home sales are falling in major cities. Yes, they have been, including Boston, which I showed you last week, and Los Angeles. Redfin agents in California say that showings and offers are down double digits since last year. Since last year, and that's very true. In Minneapolis, showings have fallen rapidly and, in, and just in the last month. So let me now talk to you really quick. Because I have one of the largest communities of real estate agents, 150,000, just in a Facebook group. Outside of that, we've got thousands more, hundreds of thousands more. We do talk to a lot of agents, and we are seeing a little bit of a slowdown when it comes to multiple offers as well. And it's all in different areas, so it's very regional. You should look for those areas where that were populated during the pandemic, which we went over in that interactive map just a few days ago. Now let's dive into the second part of this, okay? First, let me end this one. It says, things won't feel great for everyone, but historically speaking, they just might feel normal. And I, I love the ending to that one because that's the best I can tell you. Hey, we're heading into, uh, into a more even market. That's what's eventually going to happen. Now, the second part to this, I loved because I started learning a lot. I started asking questions to myself and, and to some of my friends. I'm like, hey, what, what are some of the leading indicators to an actual bubble? And so that led me into this and why housing market bubbles pop. All right, first of all, we have to understand what things are. Housing markets do sometimes go through periods of irrational exuberance and see prices rise rapidly before falling back into line. And so a lot of people are calling this a bubble because some of it looks like a bubble. And I want to show you that because a bubble does consist of certain things that they go over. But first, what's a housing bubble? These generally begin to jump or with a jump in housing demand despite limited amount of inventory available. Demand further increases when speculators enter the market. And I'm highlighting the best parts for you. I'll put the links in for you in the YouTube channel. Housing bubbles have a direct impact on the real estate industry, but also on homeowners and their personal finances. And that's true. We saw that through 2007, 2008, right? Some may even have to dig deeper into their pockets using savings and retirement funds. Let me explain that to you really quick and go back to it. The reason they say that is because during 07, 08, a lot of the people that were purchasing homes were purchasing homes with interest with mortgages that had variable interests. They would change a year from now. They would change three years from now. And as interest rates were rising, their payments would rise, right? And that's not what we're looking at right now. So let's go back to this. Next part, cause of housing market bubbles. This was my favorite one because I actually learned something here. This is why I love Investopedia. The price of housing. 
like the price of any good or service in a free market, right? Free market, Adam Smith, uh, Wealth of Nations back in the uh, 1770s. Pick that book up. It's still relevant. Is driven by the law of supply and demand. Can we just... <laughs> it's always going to come back down to that. So when you have a doubt, look at supply and demand and see where we're at. This is why I went through the whole process of supply and demand yesterday and said, hey, guys, check out our inventory. Right? Now go back. As we scroll down, here's my favorite part. It says, once it is established that an above market rise in housing prices is initially driven by demand shock, we must ask, here's the question you ask, what the cause of the increase in demand are. There are several possibilities, and let's go through these. I highlighted what I felt the yellow ones were that were kind of accurate based on what I know, and the pink ones are the ones that were not in our current market. So let's go over this because I'll just go with you. A rise in general economic activity and increased prosperity that puts more disposable income. Yes. You know, what happened during the pandemic? The government threw money to fix things and all of a sudden now we're having inflation, right? So yes, definitely on that one, a yes. Next one, an increase in population or demographic segments of the population entering the housing market. And again, yes, we saw them leave certain areas. And in some cases, we saw people buy homes for the first time, but there was a movement. A lot of people left. I'm in LA. A lot of people left our area and went to different places. Boise, Idaho, which now has higher inflation, right? Phoenix, Arizona, people from Seattle left to Arizona. People from New York went down to Florida. So yes, that is true. Let's go back to this. A low general level of interest rates. Of course, I mean, we saw the interest rates dropped dramatically. Now let's go through what isn't here. Innovative or new mortgage products. Well, that didn't happen this time. Good. Easy access to credit, often with lower underwriting standards. No, didn't happen. And in some cases, we are seeing some FHA guidelines were lowered. So the debt to income ratio in some cases was a little higher than normal. So keep an eye on FHA loans because if they start to default and go up, depending on where the economy is, that could be a concern. All right, let's go back to this. High yielding structured mortgage. I didn't highlight this because I actually had to text a couple of friends, Barry, uh, Barry Habib and Sean Curley. And I'm like, hey guys, high yielding structure for mortgage-backed securities, does that include FHA loans? Because if it does, then I'm a little concerned, right? So they said it does. So that may be a yellow one, right? But let's go scroll down. Potential mispricing of risk by mortgage lenders and mortgage bond investors. No. Short-term relationships between mortgage broker and borrower under which borrowers are sometimes encouraged to take excessive risk? No, definitely not. No excessive risk here. And then a lack of financial literacy, literacy, I can't even pronounce, literacy and excessive risk-taking. Uh, I'm going to say yes because there's always a lack of financial literacy. So that's why I clicked yes on that one. And pink, going back to the last one here, speculative and risky behavior by home buyers. No, no. Uh, and lastly, sorry, lastly, an increase of home flipping, which we have seen. I mean, if you want to go deeper on this, we've also seen an increase in LLCs coming in and purchasing properties. I mean, in mass. I mean, you saw what happened with Goldman Sachs in March, 
when they bought up a whole community of like 80 homes. What do you think they're going to turn around and do with that? They're going to do short-term rentals, right? So we have seen that. And then Jeff Bezos's company or the one that's backed by his money arrived. They're now taking single-family residences and allowing unaccredited investors to come in and put in some money and say, hey, I own a piece of a of a home through this company named Arrive. So yes, we're seeing that slightly different, right? We are seeing fix and flips, but we are seeing investors coming in and taking a big chunk. In fact, the data that I showed you last week showed in the first quarter of this year, 18% of all purchases were by investors and 30% of all purchases were done in cash. So I showed you that those were stats by NAR. Look, the point is this. You read all of this and everything is changing on a day-to-day basis. We saw Target and Walmart come back and with, with dismal results as far as, as their, their economy as companies. And they're like, hey, you know what? We had some problems because of supply. So the supply chain was kind of hard. And we also had some problems because nobody was buying bigger ticket items, right? So it's a combination of two things. So pay attention to the details because what happens over the next year will all be because of these little things you may or may not see. And it's not, let me tell you, right now, it isn't a crash. It is not. There just isn't anything there. Could it change? Of course. Our economy could tank tomorrow for some weird reason. Like the pandemic just happened, right? So pay attention to these things. But as of now, we're fine. The inventory is incredibly low. And remember, all of this, even Bill McBride said, it relies on supply and demand. So don't go crazy watching these crazy people on YouTube who only want to sell you something. I'm not selling you anything. I do this for fun because it educates me. And then I educate you. Have a great weekend. Have an awesome day.